Yes. All right. So thanks for everybody for joining us uh, this week. Our topic is masculinity. All right. So it's our first real topic after the intros last week where we're still trying to figure it out, still trying to figure out a good flow. Uh, after kind of doing some listening and, and kind of getting some feedback, it seemed a, pretty formal, a lot of kind of X question, Y answer, right? And we definitely want it to be more conversational, let you guys really more into what a phone call is like between me and Van almost. Uh, so I'm hoping that this week with this topic, we can kind of go into that. And, you know, masculinity was one of the first things that we kind of talked about and masculinity, uh, specifically in the 21st century and kind of like what that really means to us, what it means to society as a whole, uh, really that traditional masculine ideology, right? What, what, what can we really do with it? Um, and so again, we're, we're still figuring this out. We're still trying to figure out exactly how we want to roll with this. So a couple things that I did when we decided this was going to be the topic this week is I just started writing down a few, a few hit points, right? What, like, what are the first things that pop in my mind? You know, if it's stereotypical, whatever it might be, and, and where can we go with it? So a couple of things that I threw on here, and I'm really going to enjoy this part, uh, was about some makeup and men wearing makeup. I think it's a valid, valid conversation that we can have. Their hairstyles and where they had been to where they are now, the barbershop in all of its glory, uh, clothing, you know, the, the skinny jeans, the whole nine. So, you know, I, I've got a lot more, but I'm just going to start there because I, I think uh, I've got some good stories just to start off with this. Uh, Van Santos was in a band, a pretty successful band for quite a long time. And you do some shows, man. And I can remember specifically coming to Lambeth. I think it was for like an ugly Christmas sweater show or something. That part's a little hazy, but I do remember you wearing eyeliner and you cannot deny this. You can't, you cannot, you wore, you wore stage makeup. Yeah, you might be right on that one. <laughs> At most, maybe one or two times. And that was definitely being caught up in the moment. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> else is doing it, you know? Uh, yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, I'll just start. And how many hairstyles did you have in this band? Yeah, about a, about a million. Uh, <laughs> all it arose at one point. I don't know where that came from. It's super long hair for a little while. Shaped yep. it all off. I didn't really mess with colors ever. Um, but I guess just to address it, it you know, it's, it's interesting that when we started talking about masculinity in general, because for, for me, we, I mean, as we talked about in the intro, we kind of met in Alabama. We've been in the South our whole life for the most part, right? Southeast yep. basically. Yep. So, I think the stereotype there is, you know, the man is the guy with the boots and the truck. And yeah, gun. lifted, has to be lifted. Gotta be lifted. And it's your, you know, traditional, what you would think of as a, as a man, right? Um, and, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I just wanted to be rebellious. And when I went off to college, you know, I played soccer. I was in a music business program. And, uh, you know, being different was finally cool and accepted. Uh, so, yeah, I grew my hair out, got a tattoo. We got tattoos, tattoos together. together. I don't know if I can say yeah. that, but we, have, tattoos. Uh, we did get our, not the same tattoo, but we got, um, <laughs> we got tattoos, our first tattoos at the same time together. But, uh, yeah, the jeans got skinnier and, uh, you know... <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty yeah, interesting. They did. I definitely, did. Uh, you know, it's funny, like you go, you swing all the way one direction and then you kind of swing back and you end up in the middle between where you started and where you ended. So pretty like, much. I still love, I still, wear, I don't, I don't know if I'd consider them skinny jeans, but like slim fit jeans, I, I absolutely wear. I, I'm really bad. I, I get my hair cut every three weeks. It's got to be there. Um, no more eyeliner. Uh, I don't even know a situation where I would do that. First, first day in court, get sworn in, wear an eyeliner. Uh, I don't think so. Hey man, listen. <laughs> not for me. But, I don't judge. I'm not judging, but I'm well, just. Well, you're not a, you're not a judge yet. You're a lawyer. So uh, what yeah. you, hey, oh, you like that, huh? So, but, but think about that. I mean, even if you get a little bit more prominent in, in the law program and, you know, kind of through Nashville, whatever it might be. So you get a big case, say there's some, something going on and you're going to be on, you know, Judge Judy, right? You're telling me 
you're not putting on makeup for Judge Judy. Hey, if somebody puts it on me and I, I'm required to, then <laughs> I'm just going to roll with it. Um, but let, let's let's back up a little bit. So it's funny how people go in different directions because it's also based on your, your friend group and your social group and your family and who you hang out with and what you see on TV. And now this is a whole other topic that we're going to go into, but what you see on social media, who you look up to, your heroes, there's so many things that go into how do you present yourself? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to become? And like, I think about you, you loved basketball. Basketball so, shorts. Man, you were, that was it. you were sagging, bro. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you Dude, you, you, you can see my butt from across the room. Like that's just the way it was in high school. I man. Think like, only that, ah, did it even make it to the end of high school though? Did it? Cause I feel, no, like, we were no. young, I feel like you straightened up a little bit. I, yeah. that's not, I don't mean straightened up, but you know what I'm saying? I literally pulled them up. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Well, a lot of that, uh, probably into junior year, I started kind of the, the, the belt loops, you know, actually started to get a little tighter. Yeah. You know? And uh, I think senior year, hey. senior year, listen, senior year was awesome for me. And, and I'm not trying to degrade my education from where I finally ended up graduating from. Uh, but I basically had gym class six out of my eight periods because I had done everything at the, you know, at our, we went to a pretty prestigious prep school, right? So Fantastic. anything that we did was usually well ahead of, of anywhere else. So by my senior year, when I went to a larger public school uh, to, to try to get a little bit more uh, recognition and, and oh, dude, I, was, I was done. So I got to stay in gym shorts all day, play basketball the entire day. And we had an icy machine uh, in our locker room. So I would just go hang out, get a few slushies, kick back, play the PlayStation in the locker room, come out and play basketball the entire day. Yeah. It was fantastic. So another thing that that made me think of too, as far as influence goes, is girlfriends. Because mm. for you, you started getting girlfriends and then the wardrobe changed. <laughs> Well, all right. So (laughs) that's, that's fair. That is fair. But counterpoint, they were so rich that they clothed me. So yeah, I'm I'm taking free clothes. I'm going to take free stuff, dude. Her mom bought me anything and everything that you could ever imagine. Like it just, it just happened. And uh, yeah, I just, you know, and then leaving, uh, you know, high school, going to college for a little bit. And then before I joined the Navy and in the Navy, you get told what to wear and you're not sagging or doing anything. So, you know, I think to your point of going from one extreme to the other and settling somewhere in the middle, I Mm -hmm. mean, right now I'm sitting here in a collared shirt and and khakis and and I'm, and I'm happy. This is, this is kind of my happy medium at this point uh, and uh, feeling good. So that is a super solid segue into, I think you're, one of our main questions tonight was, you know, it's funny how you, you don't know what you don't know when you're a kid, there's a lot of growing that you have to do and you don't really, you know, I don't know if I knew who I was until I turned 30, (laughs) you know, it's very funny how you're, you're, you're 18 years old and you think I know everything I can tackle the world. You have these ideas and then you hit 21, you're like, Oh, that's different now. And then you hit 25. You're like, now I know myself and maybe you don't. So, uh, Anyways, it's just an interesting, uh, it's an interesting journey across time and how you, and how you change over time. And then at some point you do, you hit that point and you're like, all right, I kind of know who I am now. So you, you kind of know who you are, but you know, to, to kind of relate it, you know, kind of tie the bow on this real quick. Right. You know, the topic is masculinity. So, you know, when we're, when we're growing and, and kind of evolving, you know, as men, as, as you know, society dictates to us, at what age do you consider that to be, I'm no longer a boy, I'm a man. And then at what age, okay, so I guess two, twofold question, what age did you think that? And what age did you realize that, okay, yeah, no, I, I was stupid. I'm right now, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm a I, man now. I, I kind of spelled them out, but I'll give you reasons why. Yeah, give them to me, yeah. And I'm curious to see yours too. You know, when you're 18 years old, the first time was when I was 18. Yeah. Um, Leaving, about, leaving the nest and going to college is that uh two twofold so one uh something to be unpacked later but i kind of stood up to my dad uh my senior year of high school and i i he wanted me to go to a certain school and i wanted to go to another school and i chose the school that i wanted to go to and uh you know kind of that wasn't a bad thing it definitely wasn't that there was some friction there because obviously he, you know, he was just wanting the best for me. I know that now, but like, you know, 
I, I stepped out and he still helped me get through college. My whole family did, but anyways, 18 years old. Yes. Leave the nest, do something independent. You know, I know who I am now. I'm an adult. I got this. So, uh, I think that's when I thought I was grown. I was, so what did you know that you were wrong? (laughs) It's like 21 and I really in between 20 and 21, I start realizing after going to school and then going through a tumultuous end of that, you know, I did really well in school, but our school actually closed for financial reasons could not have been foreseeable, but that kind of knocks, brings you back down a little bit. And so I get to 21 I finished school in three years and basically two months and uh, I got no job, no prospects. I moved to Nashville and I'm like, man, all right, I guess this is what being a man is like when you have bills and all this stuff. Right. So that's, that's phase two where I'm like, all right, I'm a man now. I'm a man. I, I got, I'm trying to find my own place. I'm supporting myself. I'm on my own. That's it. And And then you get to 25, I get married I buy a house. I'm like, Oh, now I'm a man. I thought 21 year old was a man, not a man. I'm now, now I'm 21 and now I'm 25 fast forward another five years. <laughs> oh God. Uh, fast forward five more years. I finished law school. I got a divorce. You've seen, you know, I had a friend die. A lot of stuff happens. I get to 30 and now <laughs> And who knows, it's fair. who knows what another five years will be, but I do feel pretty confident in saying that I feel like, like a man now. <laughs> yeah, no, um, hey, I, I think you're a you man. Know, you know, I, I do think, you, know, you oh, bring I, up, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, hey, listen, I'm here for you. <laughs> I, I, I think you bring up a really interesting point though. And, and say, you know, and it's kind of what the topic is, is all about. Is there a, a, a pure definition or is it an ever evolving thing? And I, and I think, you basically just proved it's really an ever evolving thing, right? Mm -hmm. There's no like time date stamp where you're like, I'm a man, right? I can give you the time date stamp that I enlisted in the Navy. I went through boot camp. I had to endure and go through things that, you know, I can't really ever, ever talk about. I mean, but I got through it. And, you know, at that point, you're like, I'm the toughest some SOB there ever was. You can't mess with me the whole nine. And I can tell you immediately that all went away the day my son was born. I was 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 going to ask you for you, what are yours? So first is the Navy. So yeah, leaving, you know, got into a little bit of trouble uh, in in school. And so left, joined the Navy, uh, drove home at like 3 a.m. in the morning. Right. And uh, I got, I got home. My parents were living in Montgomery at the time. It was about a, I think it was like an hour, 30, hour, 45 drive. So I got home right around five in the morning. My dad was getting up and getting ready for work. And uh, I walk in the door. He's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, it's, it's cool. Don't worry about it. We'll talk when you get home from work. And just the mere fact, I mean, it's like a Wednesday. So just the mere fact that I was there and that early and, and everything, he's like, no, we're going to talk right now. What What's wrong? Like, what is going on? It's like, well, you know, dad. I decided to join the Navy. Like that's what I did. Actually, I just decided to join the military at that time. They talked me into the Navy because uh, I was like full on. I'm going to be a Marine. Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, thank God they talked me into to go into the Navy. Uh, but ended up doing that. Uh, so yeah, you know, a little bit of rebellion to kind of your point. You know, I think that there's that time and a place where you do have to kind of just strike out right and and really become like on your own so then going through boot camp going through you know everything with the with the navy i definitely felt that i was i was there i was out on my own and uh you know dealing with a bunch of things that kids really shouldn't deal with you know like that's that's it's some heavy stuff to have to go through and and deal with and do Uh, but you know i was 24 when uh when jonah was born and that's when it really hit me. Like, you know, not only am I here, am I, you know, trying to grow, which I'm still growing, right? I mean, we're, you've already talked about it. I mean, you, you just finished law school. I finished my master's, you know, year and a half, two years ago at this point. Uh, so, you know, we're still learning, we're still growing, we're still wanting to evolve. But I, I can probably say it was, it was definitely that day you know, holding him and realizing like what I do matters, right? What I say, I am 
not only responsible for me, but I'm, I'm responsible for a human being. Like I'm going to shape and mold him into being, you know, the man of the next generation. Right. I mean, so it's kind of full circle, you know, what, what do we think it is? What is it going to be? And what has it been? You know, I think there's, there's a lot of different levels that we could unpack with this and really try to go with it. But I can tell you, you know, it was, it was September, September 30th, 2014. I was a man that day. Yeah. And, uh, and I was a know. tired, and I was a tired kid. Cause I you were like 13 <laughs> hours to come see that kid. <laughs> yes, sir. And for, for all of like two hours before you had to get right back to go back to work. Hey, so. no, 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 no regrets. No, no regrets. No regrets. Oh man. No, that's, um, that's, that's a good one. And that one, that one always got me. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's definitely where I kind of took it. Yeah. But before we go to the next part of this question, I feel like also it's so weird because, um, you know, I've probably managed through working in hotels over the last eight years, I've probably managed like 500 people. Right. And it's, yeah. I've seen the spectrum of, I mean, if we're talking about men specifically masculinity, um, you know, I've seen 18 year old kids that are more mature and, I'm not going to say a man, but I'm more mature and have gone through more stuff in life at 18 than some of the 30 or 40 year olds that worked for me that act like children. You know what I'm saying? Very true, I've seen yeah. More of a, a man in an 18 year old kid that's like, you know, shouldn't have already lived as much life as he has versus some, you know, some 40 year olds that have kind of had it easy and they, they still have childish qualities about them, immaturity and stuff. So I think kind of like we've all, we've talked about, but it's, it's also what you've gone through. I mean, you know, I got lucky that I didn't really deal with death very much until I was older. You know, I didn't lose many family members, friends, anything like that. I think, you know, that is a big wake up, you know, I, I so, yeah. we both were lucky in that we had pretty, very supportive families. So, you know, I, we worked a little bit growing up, but it was nothing more than part-time. We never had to, we never, we we never had to, which absolutely grateful. Um, but I think those things can, can push people into becoming the adult, the man, so to speak for this conversation really like much earlier than anticipated. So I, I, to your point, you also said it, you're never, you never stop growing. Like I fully imagine myself in 10 years when I turn 40, I'm probably going to look back and I'm going to say the same thing. I'm going to be like, man, 30 year old van didn't know what he was doing. (laughs) So, um, yeah, no, I think that's, that's a solid start. And that's dude. Uh, yeah, I, I I mean, I think so. You know, I, I definitely look back to some of the stupid things that we did growing up thinking that, you know, we full steam ahead. We knew exactly what we were doing and we had zero clue we were getting into. Man, that's a tough thing too. Cause it's like, you want to be a kid. Like you want to try I guess the goal would be to have a good childhood. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. have fun, live free. Like you want every kid to have that. You're, you're a father now. You want Jonah to have a fun, I'm not going to say easy, but a fun experience and have a childhood. You don't want to pull people out of that too soon, but I'm just, the, the point is sometimes it happens. So, um, and yeah, it it's just a journey. It's just a journey. So, all right. That, that leads me kind of, I guess, into the, next little section here is, is how important really is, is that view, right? If it's ever evolving and there's no true definition, you know, that's acceptable to societal standards, which I, I think society does probably have more of a definition than we may be giving it. You know, I think we're probably taking a more holistic approach just based on our views. Um, so, you know, but that's what this is about, right? So suck it up. You're going to get our views. Um, and we'll keep going with it, but how important, you know, to society then is that, that masculine ideology, that masculine viewpoint. So, you know, kind of when we were preparing for this, one of the things that I was able to kind of come across was a, uh, 2017 PC research center study, uh, it said 53% of those that were, were surveyed, uh, view masculinity and, and manliness as, kind of that thing that you should look up to, that you should kind of model yourself after, that you should want to to be. And uh, I thought it was interesting because when you dove behind that and you divided it out between men and women, because I don't think you can have a 
conversation about masculinity without femininity too. I mean, I, I think it, it does go hand in hand. We just may not be able to talk as, as well or as educated about it, uh, just kind of being us, but you know, we can, we can definitely kind of go down that, uh, that path and, and speak to it a little bit. But the, the division is, was, you know, it was 62% of women who were surveyed thought that that was the way to go against only 43% of men who thought, you know, that you should look up to a, a manly, a masculine uh, type of person. Um, so it was kind of interesting to, to see that dynamic shift uh, and, and really like, you know, who's, who thinks of it and who really respects it, who really is trying to model themselves and, and go after it. Um, yeah, you know. I think those numbers are pretty indicative of where society's at now. Um, they're much lower than you would have expected 30 years ago, maybe 20 years ago. Probably 20 you know? years ago, yeah. Because you just go look at commercials or TV shows or anything, and the, the divide between genders is massive. You know, your truck commercial is, I guess these are still true, but the truck commercial is the guy like chopping wood and like <laughs> throwing it over his back and climbing up a mountain. Like, you know, you still see that a little bit, but I definitely think with, uh, increased gender equality and just the whole topic of different, you know, um, associations. What what do you identify yourself as? Is that kind of has come to the forefront? Those numbers don't surprise me too much. Um, Well, okay. So then answer me this. So with all that kind of thought, uh, you know, is it important? Like, is it important for you to be viewed as, as manly or masculine? Yeah, I, I think in some senses, yes, and in some, no. When I think about building a family here and potentially having children sooner rather than later in the next few years, I think the traditional idea of, uh, I'm not going to say providing for the family financially, but just being a protector and just kind of making sure everything is is together, like just... I guess, yeah, a protector. That, that's probably yeah. the best way I could say it. So that, I think on that front, for me, it's really important. Um, Kimberly knows how I feel about this. We've talked, we talk about it a lot. I don't think that a marriage should be, I think a marriage should be equal, but not equal on all fronts. I think that if one person in the partnership, if you want to call it that, is really, really good at something, and I like if she's really really good at something and I'm not, I'm gonna let her be really really good at that. And I will do the I'll do the ten percent. I'll let her take the ninety. And maybe there's something else that I'm ninety percent at and she's ten. And as long as at the end of the day balances out to you know to even, um, I think that's that's kind of how our partnership marriage will will go. But uh, to your to your question, do I think it's important? Yes, in that sense. But like when it comes to business. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of talk about equality right now. I mean, in my life, I've never, I really cannot say that I've ever looked at someone and thought you're not good enough because of your skin color or how long your hair is or what you look like or what gender you are. I I just, I've never, I guess that's how we were raised. So for me to try to quote unquote man up in those situations doesn't seem very, uh, you know, I want to show strength in, in that, you know, in, in knowledge and in, you know, my beliefs and stuff, but I also don't feel like it's important to, you know, go over the top with that in those situations. There's just, doesn't seem to be that much of a point. Yeah. So do you think, I mean, I guess to, to that, I think your first spiel there about the 90, 10 split thing, that was just you trying to get out of doing the dishes. Cause you're going to say that she's way better at doing the dishes than you. All right. So I, I know your game. I've got you figured out. Don't even try with that crap because I'm gonna let Kimberly know right now what's really going on with it. Hey, but <laughs> she's she so good at loading that. Loves like, to clean though. It, and so she do you. You are always the one that cleaned up after I us. I do. I do as well. But she gets a lot of joy out of it and seeing <laughs> things go from messy to clean. So I let her do it. <laughs> Tried to fold the towels one time and I asked her how they get done and she said, "Well, which bathroom are they going in?" And I said, "I I give up." I give up. I'm done. Yeah. You, I'm, dude, I would not be ready for they're that. Old and different depending on the bathroom that they're in. It's phenomenal. She's amazing. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Oof. I don't think I've ever even thought about like that's, that's a question. I don't think I would be ever ready to handle. And I have an answer for just about everything. She's on another 
level of, of awesome on that fruit though. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. She's she's playing chess. <laughs> she's playing chess and I'm down here playing checkers. It's just yeah. <laughs> that's also just women versus men again. We okay. you know, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, they're better. Well, than what, us. what about just, what about you though? So I mean do you I feel like it's situational for me. Do you what do you feel like? Well no, I think it is I think it is. I, I think it's more important for me. Um and it's, it's almost one of those things, like, it's like you recognize, but you don't necessarily want it to be true. Uh, because I think, I think it is important to me. And I think it's probably more important to me having a six-year-old son, right? Because I want him to look at me and, and see, you know, that's dad. That's, that's my strong, supportive dad. He provides for me. He protects me. You know, like we, we joke around all the time, like, do you, like wrestling and everything. And he gets a little scared every now and then he'll start to cry. I just be like, come on now, dad, you know, dad would never hurt you. Dad always protects you. I'd always be there for you. He goes, I know, I know. I was like, so then why are you crying? Get up, stop being a little sissy. Right. I mean, which kind of goes into the other way. Right. I mean, so it's, it's something that was, you know, I do it second naturally, not thinking about it. Uh, And I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, our dads, you know, kind of constantly teasing and beating us up, you know, not, physically Not actual physically. real harm no, let's, let's back that up like, you know play record. wrestling Not and physically. you know <laughs> being, and, being hard on you high expectations yeah. you know so you know we, we we both grew up with some high expectations i have very high expectations for him even at, at six years old and want to you know continue to push him and, and try to make him and mold him into the best you know type of man or whatever it might be right i mean you know i think this is something that's kind of it's been, it's been more challenging for me to deal with is he, uh, yeah, I'm not saying he is, I'm saying he is, I don't know, but I, I've definitely given thought to, you know, what if he is, what if he is gay? Right. I mean, that's where we grew up in Alabama and we, we have gay friends. Right. But it's not necessarily something that we would have considered growing up a masculine thing to do. You know, we grew up with a generation that you used gay as a term to, you know, slander somebody to say it's less than true and why like because it's more feminine like that, that's the most ridiculous concept of anything that i've ever heard but when we said it when we were 14 years old you know to your point we we knew what we were saying we knew what we were doing and we had no clue um and so you think you know, it's one of the time but you don't like when yeah. your kids you know you don't have an understanding of that and it's just it, to your point it was perpetuated throughout all of school. I mean, literally, I think everyone that we knew, everyone probably at other schools and everywhere, I mean, probably across the country, like it's, it's definitely one of those deep seated things that was happening that you look back on, you're like, Oh, that was bad. It it was. And and unfortunately, I think a lot of it still kind of happens and and maybe to different degrees now, but you know, it's, it's one of those things that, and, and not to go down, you know, sexuality, but more so the lack of masculinity uh, side of it there, you know, I, I kind of grew up with that picturesque family, right? You know, you want the, uh, the house, the kid, the white picket fence, the golden retriever, the boy and the girl, you know, and, and you want the boy to be the the quarterback, uh, you know, in high school, the, the whole nine. And that that's one out of how many kids, so right? That, I mean, it's just not how yeah, it goes. I think that is an really, it brings up an interesting thought to me because, we have, we have such a, uh, where I think we're going to delve into cancel culture at some point. Uh, we're probably going to do a whole, probably going to be a whole podcast on cancel culture and social media, but that what makes me think about that is, okay, so if that is the case or, you know, if I think everybody thinks about that, like, what if, what if my son ends up being gay or your daughter or whatever? And, uh, you know, I think for me, I, I would, I'm going to love my child no matter what, Hundred percent. but you just said it. I, I would, I was raised on, on this certain view and this thing. Is that what I want? Yeah. I mean, I want my kids to experience what I experienced because it was a good experience. I don't think you're wrong for wanting that. And I also don't think you're wrong for accepting another outcome. If that's the case, I guess what I'm saying is if, if you were to end up with the white picket fence and the quarterback son, you're, you're not wrong for that either. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, if you're not, you know, if you're unaccepting and you disown your kids, I think you're probably wrong there. But I'm just saying like, if you end up with either one of those scenarios, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. And so many, so many like 
I guess, I guess what I'm getting at is if you try to attempt to raise Jonah with a strong masculine presence, I don't think you're wrong for doing that. You know what I'm saying? I don't think so, that's a problem. Go ahead. Yeah. Two, two points. It's, it's, touchy. it's touchy. Cause it's, it, it's a perfect little balance where you don't want to be is. and controlling, but also like, you know, it's, it your, is, job, it's yeah. your job to raise your kid as a parent. It is. That, that is your right. job. And, and I think, so one of the, one of the, the best piece of advice I have um, from a parenting perspective is that you cannot parent every kid the exact same. They're all completely different. They all respond differently. They all, they all think differently. They react differently. They, you know, they sleep differently, especially when they're kids. So whenever, you know, you and Kimberly do have babies, <laughs> but you know, we'll, <laughs> we, you know, we, you get through that and you learn how to do it. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I don't think there is a singular mindset that you can always have. Um, so to that point, I'll kind of disagree with you a little bit, you know, you can have multiple mindsets, um, you know, if you want to raise them, you know, your, your household is, we are men, right? Okay, great. But you know, that, that second kid you might have really might not be. So you really might want to yeah. adapt to that. That'd be kind of where I would come with that. But you know, who I think probably has been the, one of the greatest, and I'm not saying he's the greatest dad in the world. I don't know. I don't know him personally by any means, but from at least what I can see from the outside looking in, and there's been a lot of uh, media coverage about it uh, in the past couple years, but Dwayne Wade, right, with with his his son uh, who came out and uh, ended up uh, being trans, right, and, and gay, and, and kind of uh, making that transition, and the support that he showed and got out in front of any and all. I mean, you talk about sports and masculinity, right? I mean, an NBA yeah. locker room is probably one of the most masculine, you know, high testosterone places there is. And, you know, that's that kind of stuff, not always accepted. And he, he beat it before anybody else, right? He was, he was on the, on the front line trying to be there for, you know, uh, for his kid and, and show that support and show that love. And, you know, really, you know, he, He's done, he's done everything, gone to the marches, gone, you know, spoken out about it, spoken up about it, uh, you know, really given a, a voice to it, which I think is great. And, and that's, that's how I would like to think I would approach it. And, and I think that's one of those things that you never know unless you're in the situation, right? That, I mean, I hate playing the what if game, the hype, no, I hate that. I hate that, that. That is also a really big point in the 2020 world of overreacting first. Yep. It's like, let's say that moment comes or, or it's just some other, any moment. Yeah. Let's say your initial reaction isn't, you're not proud of it or it catches you so off guard that you don't know what to do and you freeze. Let's say your initial reaction, you're not proud of. You shouldn't get crucified for, for having an initial reaction. And I mean, like you're just dealing with, you're dealing with something new that's coming at you. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's like the first 10 minutes. Like we, we have Twitter and we have all this stuff nowadays. And it's like, I think at the end of the day, if you digest it and you work through it and you get to a place that you're proud of eventually, I think that's okay. You don't have to be perfect is I guess what I'm saying. And I, I'm not a parent, but in the what if scenario, you're already thinking out, what would I do? So, I mean, you're already thinking more than most, most people would, I feel like. I feel like some people just live their life and they don't think about what they're doing. They're just, what's tomorrow, you know? So I don't think, yeah. I, don't think I could ever do that. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I, don't, I don't know much about the D-Wade story. I do, I do know the very basics, what you just outlined, but yeah, I mean, you're right. You, uh, you, you plan for one thing and I, I, the other good, that was a great point about you know, treating every kid um, differently, I mean, individually and differently. Um, Cause it's not a one size fits all. I just, I look at my siblings and, and you probably do as well. All three of my brothers have very similar things, but we also have some very, very big differences. And uh, I do think the parenting was, was different for, for all of us as well. So. Well, after we wore your parents down, they kind of really took it easy on the other two. So, you know, that kind of, that also helped out. <laughs> So, so true. So true. I, I also feel like we're in a, um, we're also in a world where 20, not 2020, but I guess modern, the world now, um, we think about things a lot more. We're a lot more in depth with emotions. And this is, I can tie this back into the masculinity thing, but I feel like before it was like men didn't say anything. Men didn't speak. Men didn't talk about emotions. Men didn't cry. 
uh, men didn't show or talk about things. They were just the strong rock that, you know, got up in the morning and plowed the field and came home and didn't say anything. And like mom took care of all the emotional stuff with the kids and dad just did work. And that's definitely changed. I mean, look at us. We're on, we're doing a podcast right now. (laughs) What? Uh, There's a, there's a lot of information out there. People are thinking about things more. There's a lot more acceptance as far as um, just being emotionally available and, and, and thinking about what you're doing and talking through it. You know, a lot of life is just that the reason why we call each other is because we're just like, yo, this just happened. What? And you're like, (laughs) well, what, maybe you should do this or, oh, I would probably do that. Like we're always working on it. I feel like as long as you're doing that and you, you mean, well, you can't go wrong. You know, you're not expected to be perfect. Now, if you're a celebrity, you're going to be held to a pretty high. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that kind of sucks. Right. I mean, that's, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm looking to eventually get into, you know, political life, which is definitely a life that's out in front of the public eye. We'll have to scrub um, all of these podcasts before you dude, get there. so bad. <laughs> so bad already. So bad. No, listen, I, I want to be held to that standard, right? You don't want to yeah. be held to a higher guard, you know, because I, I, I think if you're definitely doing something that in public service, you should be. Now, if you're a celebrity, then you just, you know, you made a song with your friends and all of a sudden you're viral in a multi. Okay, come on. Yeah. Like, that guy's still a kid. Like, let's just, let's leave it alone. All right you know, whatever it might be. But, you know, you talked a little bit about the emotional standpoint and, you know, big girls don't cry. Definitely men don't cry. Right. I mean, that's just kind of how we were raised is we don't cry. Um, you know, I, I've been trying to think about it. Uh, when was the last time, you know, joy, right. We can show a bunch of different emotions, yeah. right. So, yeah, so yeah. joy, sorrow, you know, depression, right. I mean, you know, mental state, it, it, there's, there's a lot of different ways to go with it. Yeah. You, do you remember, and could you actually talk about the last time you cried? Honestly, Last yeah, time I, I honestly could. And uh, <laughs> was, was it when you finished the bar? All right, you know. No, no, it was not. Shockingly enough, it was the day before I took the bar, okay. which is which was really weird. And, and so, before I go into that one, you know, I I don't I really don't cry that much. Uh, but as I've gotten older in age and you have more experiences, I do find that the entertainment just twist a little bit gets to you a little bit those Publix commercials start to hurt you (laughs) a little bit more and i'm like and it because i think it's because you're tying it to things you've experienced so if you see if you hear a song and it reminds you of this time or if you see a movie and it reminds you of that person or that thing or that moment you know it just it twists a little bit more the nostalgia kicks in so i will i will catch myself sometimes in some weird documentary or some weird new show and i'm like Oh, it's got me. It's got me. <laughs> um, if we're talking about just pure non-artistic driven emotions, uh, yeah, I mean, there's been a couple times, but most recently what, what it was the bar. And I think because it was this weird like welling up of like I have been so hyper driven, like focused for four and a half years, a long, long time. And you just have this one goal and then you're right on the doorstep. And I was just like, for whatever reason, it was that uh, Sunday. It was the Sunday before I took it on Monday and Tuesday. And I like gave my, I got in the shower and I was just like, boom. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, this whole thing is coming to an end. It's like for good or bad or for better or worse, whatever. Like come Tuesday afternoon at three o'clock, I will be done with a four and a half year project thing. And it was just like, whoa. And I'm not going to say it was sad or happy or whatever. It was just like a emotional. It was just like an emotional, like, boom. (laughs) I was like, I think it just hit me all at once. And I was like, oh my gosh, like everything I've known for, I mean, if you span that out, it's almost five years out of my 31 years of existence. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot. So yeah, that one got me. Um, But I will say it only, I mean, minute, 30 30 seconds. And then, uh, I just kind of like, I kind of got out of it and I was like, man, that was like, it was intense. But did it feel good? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> See, I think this is the problem, right? I think, I think this is kind of what we're talking about. It, it was, it, it didn't, I wasn't, I was not ashamed of it. I'm talking about it right now. I right. wasn't like, I didn't feel like, Oh, you're lesser than because you just did that. I was just kind of like, it was kind of an appreciation, I guess. So I guess, I guess at the end of the day it was happy. So, um, 
now that I'm actually thinking about it, looking back, it was like a man, you accomplished you did it. it. Yeah. Um, so no, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. Not good. No, that's awesome. I can tell you mine was actually uh, a few weeks back. We went to uh, my parents' house in mm-hmm. Montgomery and it happened to coincide with uh, when RBG died. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't cry when she died or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, I definitely, you know, I don't want to get too political about it quite yet, but I do think, you know, she, she's done a lot and um, you know, but when I, I cried, I was sitting out on the back porch uh, at my parents' house and he has a TV out there above the fireplace, the whole nine, right? And uh, it was when they were taking her body up the state capitol steps for her to lay in state, right? And, and for those of you who may not know, she was the first woman to have ever laid in state. And, and what that means is, you know, she had a memorial, right, in the, in the state capitol building. First woman ever. And just the, the magnitude, I think, of that moment and like that understanding that we're in 2020, and we are just now having the first woman lay in state. But not only that, it kind of hit me that there was there's not a woman more deserving in my mind right now that should have gotten that honor because of all the things that she has done for women's rights and women's suffrage and, and women's advancement uh, in, in the today's world and everything that we've been able to accomplish and, and move uh, the needle towards towards equality. You know, she's done a lot of stuff, um, you know, <laughs> And it just, it hit me. And I was just, it was like appreciative. It was, it was, it was a mix. It was, it was emotional overwhelmment. Like kind of like you were talking, yeah. you know, it wasn't, it was joyful, right? Because, you know, we're giving this woman the recognition she deserves. And then it was also a little bit of, you know, oh, shit, I'm kind of, I'm kind of sad she's gone. You know, like, you know, she was, uh, you know, not anybody that I necessarily kept up on a day-to-day basis, but you know, yeah. you're, you're aware of her dissents, right? I mean, if you, you know, you're in the law side of things, me and the, just the political side of things, you're aware of her. She, she was a giant, um, you know, and then thinking about all the things that she had gone through, all the things that she had done in her life. It was just, it was, it just, it's kind of, it, it, it was a culmination and it really hit me. Did you and, uh, Like, did you, like, were you, was this a random moment you're on the couch watching TV or did you know when you, like, did you go find the channel and you were like, I got to see this or was it just kind of We usually keep the, I usually keep the news on. Yeah. Right. And so like I had, I had the news on, I really wasn't, I kind of honestly just didn't realize it was happening that day. Yeah. Happened to look up and see it and I was just kind of watching it. And I was sitting on the on the swing. My dad had built a uh, like a little cafe table and thing, and he was sitting at that across the way. Jonah was running around out there, and and I just remember sitting there and just having like all of a sudden kind of welling up and, and yeah. having some tears come down. And you know, I don't know if anybody saw me. I don't, you know, I wasn't trying to hide it or or anything. But I just I just remember sitting there and being like, man, I don't remember. And and I'll be very honest. The, I don't remember the time before that, you know, like it, I just, I don't. Um, and then I think that, you know, not being able to express myself emotionally, you know, it, it's taken a toll. I mean, you know, I think it, that was one of the things that we were kind of raised viewing and looking at and doing, and I, I, I'm bad at it. I'm, I'm really, really bad at it. That's a, that's a really good point too. Um, because yeah, I mean, I think we touched on it a little bit, but, it was definitely one of those, like, you know, you don't, don't talk about emotions, you know, you just, Hey, don't walk don't it off. Like, keep walk, going, walk it off, man up. No, you're fine. Let's go. Let's go. Which I do think controversial thought here. <laughs> I do think there are times where you don't need to feel bad for yourself and you need to get, you need to show strength. Now I'm not going to say masculine strength, but just show personal fortitude to get through adversity and then there are times where you need to also allow yourself a moment to figure that out but like emotionally as well do you know what i'm saying because we're getting very close to the whole participation trophy thing here but which we'll talk about on our sports day at some point but uh but does that make sense i i do think you can't again you got to find somewhere in the middle you can't fully abandon masculinity to be overly emotional and talk about anything and talk about things. You can have both. 
I guess is what I'm saying. And if you can recognize when you need to kind of push through a moment, because that's what is required. And then you also know when I can sit in it and let this moment take over. I, I think at that point, you, you kind of got it figured out a little bit. And that, that's my personal opinion. Some people are going to say, no, feel it all the way through. If you suppress your emotions, you're bad. I understand that take too. I get that. I get that. But I definitely think that for me, it's worked out where when adversity hits you, sometimes don't ball up and worry about how it feels. Sometimes you just got to push through. I'm thinking about training camp in my head. <laughs> I'm thinking like spring training or something. Like, man, if so, I, I would have just quit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so anyways. Yeah, no, man, I think uh, it almost goes back to, you know, kind of the beginning uh, of the pot we were talking about taking from one extreme to the other. Right. So we were raised kind of, you don't cry, you know, you, you shake it off, you walk it off, you know, you, you'll be good to, you know, it's almost, it's almost to that point in society where if you're, if you don't, you know, you're kind of looked down upon. So uh, yeah. I think we've settled somewhere in the middle, you know, uh, different, different ends of the spectrum somewhere in there, yeah. uh, you know, wherever that might be good, bad, and different. Uh, something that, you know, I, I think I, you know, I admitted already, I, I definitely have to work on, you know, not only uh, sharing and showing emotion, but, you know, for, for my sake, but, you know, for, for Jonas, right. You know, I want him to be able to, to be able to be a healthy person and express his emotion and not bottle things up. Like I know that I've done before, uh, you know, I'm heavily opinionated, but yet seem to contain emotion yeah. uh, and little, little ulcer over here that I'm sure is growing <laughs> over think, the years. I think that's just football, but it's all yeah, it probably is just football, man. I can't stand um, close games. They give me heart attacks. So ever. question that makes, makes me think of another question. What, when is too soft? When is soft too soft? Yeah, I think that that's fair. Right. So, so when do we hit that side of it? And, and, and also to your point earlier, I don't think that scale, I think that's a, what we, in the law, we would call a sliding scale. Mm-hmm. You apply it to different circumstances and you can't, it's not a one size fits all for every kid. You know, I think some kids can take more pressure myself, pro- probably you as well. We took, we took that pressure and we thrived. Others will crumble and they actually will be less productive because you've just squashed them, you know? So where it, like, it, it's, I guess I just answered my, the own question, my own question. You answered it, yeah. <laughs> but what, what are you, I mean, what are your thoughts? Like, is there such thing as too soft? Because I, I think. Oh, there are hundred percent is. I, 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 I'll take that definitive stance that yeah. I do think that there is a there, because I'll say the same thing the other way. There's a man, time when man, you're way too man harsh. Or woman, man or yeah. I'm, I'm not I putting mean, gender in that. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I think I think that that's that's in my mind there is a definitive answer on both sides. I do think that there is an end to a spectrum, and you know you take that sliding scale mentality to situation by situation, right? It depends on what's going on, where you're at, what effects are, are really going into this. I mean, I'm sorry if I'm getting yelled at at work for not doing my job. Me curling up in a ball and crying is not going to do anything about the situation. Yeah. I'm probably going to go, you know, have a stiff drink when I get off work and then maybe shed a couple tears, but you know what, right there, then in the moment, that's not going to do anybody any good. And so you've got to, you know, pick yourself up by bootstraps, yeah. figure out what you got to do to move right. forward. Right. So, you know, you talked about taking that moment of and kind of processing it and having that moment of clarity. Honestly, most any big decision, big emotional fact, it has an emotional factor in it. You're going to have that, whether it's at the beginning or whether it's at the end, you know, I think that kind of depends on the situation. Um, so, you know, obviously kind of going through this, we have solved nothing uh, about, you know, what's too masculine, what's too feminine and what you can do about it. So but I, honestly, th- this is at the core of what this podcast is going to be. We're going to say some stuff. We're probably not going to look. We made one definitive statement. There is such a thing as too soft. That's it. <laughs> and that was it. Um, but that's funny. Cause yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're asking pretty open-ended questions because these are things that I think we both think about all the time. And it's such a, that's a, it's a hard topic because it, it, it spans everything. And I, I do think I just off the top came up with the sliding scale thing. I and mean, that is a common, common, uh, usage in, in the law, but, um, but I do, I, man, I, I try to use that in everything. So, if, if I see a certain person in a situation, I try to evaluate that situation based on that person, 
and the, and the surrounding circumstances. I'm not trying to feel like if you come at life with a one size fits all mentality on really anything, it's not going to work out well for you. You know, you're, you're going to, you'll be the outlier a little bit. I, I, I consider myself a chameleon on that front. I'm a people pleaser too. So that kind yeah. of explains that, but I do feel like I, can, I usually can navigate certain situations based off of, you know, taking in all the factors, you know, I think we talked a lot about why we're friends. Yeah, probably. Right. (laughs) But you know, and and this may be something a little beyond either one of us. uh, But I think a lot of the ways that we've approached this is how we handle things, how we view things. I'm curious, you know, I'm definitely a data driven person and I like to get analytical about uh, certain things. So I'm curious if there is, um, you know, any science behind masculinity and, and kind of what that dictates. Yeah, we're not uh, smart enough for that. <laughs> I don't think we are, uh, but I will. I will kind of start. You know, I know a lot. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know a little about a lot, right? Yeah, so yeah. That, that's kind of how I like to think about it. Uh, you know, with testosterone and testosterone levels. Yeah. And kind of how that you know drives into different things, and how you uh, can kind of go about it. Um, you know, from from kids to now, right? And and what all that chemical does, you know, to mm-hmm. to the body and. And, and the whole nine. So, you know, uh, you think about having the, uh, the body, you know, the muscles, the whole nine. And, you know, is that really a societal view of manliness? You know, I, I say to the guy yeah. who works out and runs every day. That's a whole, that's <laughs> a whole other topic. I mean, we can touch Locking on the-, the dad bod hard over here. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about that real fast. Uh, and then I think we'll, we'll wrap this up probably after this, this little topic. Uh, but that's an interesting one because yes, I do need to work out in for me, for my, my well being. but I'll explain it the best way I can. I need it because it makes me feel better. And it's not so much to do with looks. It's not me waking up in the morning and looking at myself and be like, man, you look good. It's actually more of a, I just feel stronger. And it's not like, like brute strength. Like I want to be strong. Like I just, I feel, (laughs) I feel, I feel uh, more at just in touch with myself. I feel like I'm taking care of my body. Therefore my mind uh, is stronger as well. It may be a placebo effect thing, but maybe it's endorphins again, don't know the science behind it, but I, if I go more than probably five to seven days without working out, I start getting a little bit more crabby (laughs) and my patient's tank gets a little thinner. And so, you know, I even think about after the bar, it's been so much catch up with people and having dinners and drinking a little bit more than usual, not really more, but more often. Yeah. And, uh, even just the last two days I got back in the gym and I can just, I just feel better about myself. I feel sharper. I feel smarter. And, uh, and it doesn't have to do with, Oh, people are going to think that I'm jacked or whatever. Like, I don't think about that. Now I know a lot of people that think like that. Right. (laughs) So that's a, there's a flip side. I'm sure you, I'm sure you do too. Oh man, dude, half the guys in the Navy. Like that's, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that's it. Right. I mean, so, you know, half the guys that I was uh, serving with are all about that mindset and you know, they have to have it. Uh, uh, so what do you think about people that don't on the flip side? So those are people that really want to be, they want to work out to be strong, to look jacked and all that stuff. What about the, the flip side? What do you think about people that don't necessarily exercise? Like care five, 600 pound people. No, no, no. Just, Every, I mean, maybe. Go ahead. Do that, do that what you will. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, well, I'm, now I'm going to answer it two different ways, and we're just okay. going to see which way it plays out. I'm, I'm going to answer it too, but after you. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you're 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 yeah. You don't like to get your opinion out there, huh? And, anyway, and here we are. So. Yeah, here we are. Like, you've, opened, you've opened me up. This I'm. I'm yeah, I love it. I love it. So you know, I think I think there's that's that's twofold, right? Um, one, you do have the person who probably. Uh, engorges themselves way too much, right? And kind of takes that, you know, to the next level. I, I don't think that's right. And I don't, and I almost would think that there's some kind of chemical imbalance there too. Again, I don't know. I, I don't know the, the science and, science and different things behind that. So, you know, that's hard. I was only a nuclear engineer. No science for me. No, um, no one yeah. there. No biology. Yeah. No, no biology. Physics. I got physics. physics. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, you know, I think that there is something, 
in, in my mind, and that just may be a personal belief, right? It's, it's, I couldn't allow myself to get to that level uh, or really, you know, like if I see the scale, you know, I'm yeah, six, three, six, four. If I see the scale hit two fifteen, I'm freaking out. I'm like, yo, I, I yeah. gotta, I gotta go bike. I gotta go run. I gotta go do something. And it, it's not, you know, yours, I think is more like you were talking about that. Uh, just it's almost routine and it's not like you are trying to get bigger or toner or fitter. It's just, it, it, it it's a feel good. I'll say, you know, it's kind of like eating a salad, right? You know, like once you do that for a long time, yeah, it's it's good. You feel good after. But those first few times, that salad sucks. <laughs> so it's, you know, that's and that's kind of where I'm at in my, you know, working out life is I'll, I'll do it when I have to. And I did a really good job for a while. I was biking about 20 miles a day. I probably did that for killer cardio it, it's dude, better on your knees too it is it is i tried to do that for five or six months yeah uh, and then life yeah. and i have yet to be able to get back into that and it is uh it's miserable because i yeah. you know after getting going to that I, I definitely understand what you're talking about and how it's not for anything what am i going to get biking right i'm not doing anything you know i'm i'm uh, yeah i lost a couple pounds but not enough to be like woohoo uh, it was just, you know, it felt good, right? It, it gave me clarity. It, it allowed me to, to probably chase around Jonah a little better, but <laughs> that was, you know, really, really it from that standpoint. So, you know, from from going to one extreme to the other, you know, I, I think that there's probably something psychologically and chemically wrong with both sides of those people. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, yes. so I think that, you know, you have you kind of closer to the everyday you know, beach builder, right? Beach bodybuilder, which not that you're there, but you're closer on the sliding scale to that side. And I'll probably like in the middle or closer to the, you know, 500, 600 pound side, whatever, you know, let's just see what happens. Yeah. So uh, the, the more, I, I guess what I was thinking, and that, that touched on it for sure. I, I was imagining just like your, you know, your friends that you know that don't necessarily exercise. I don't think any less of them on a masculinity scale the only time it ever like clicks for me is what you talked about, which was when it's uh, like an actual, it gets unhealthy for, for one right. of my friends. That's the only time that it ever like comes to my mind. I'm like, Oh man, this person doesn't look healthy. And that, I think that's like the, uh, it's like a, out of a place of caring. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm like, Oh man, I just, I wish I could help this person cause they're, they're not treating themselves well. Um, but outside of that, it doesn't really click in my mind. Like, this is a less of a man. <laughs> um, if you don't have a six pack. Yeah. Listen, hey, dad bods were in for a while. All right. So I'm sure they still are. <laughs> yes, I'm good. I'm good. Then. Oh, man. Um, cool. Uh, do you have any other questions or anything? I think we could. We, uh, I will say this much for our first on point topic. We did a lot of BSing. Yeah. In the best a lot, way. A lot, of, a lot of talking BS. That's, that's exactly it. what we did. This was talking BS. We had like two or three questions and, and that was it. We're just going to go off on some, hopefully not too far tangents, but I, I thought we stayed fairly on point. So. Fairly. I'm, I'm sure there will be some that will be better and I'm sure there will be some that will be way worse. So, <laughs> right. uh, you know, we just got to take it week by week. All right. This is uh this is technically our first episode after intros. At some point, we're going to start putting these online, probably in the next couple of weeks. And, you know, there may, be a, there may be a Twitter handle that comes out soon that you'll have to keep an eye out for. I don't know. Maybe social media is a thing for us soon. Not really sure. We might just send this to our parents. We're not really, we don't really know. Um, but whenever we put this out, happy to hear your comments and reviews. If you just want us to shut up, then... Maybe don't. That's cool too. Hey, no, no, maybe don't comment. You know, no, if I don't, no. No. Man, you, so listen, so you're you're just now starting to open yourself up, man. And I need to I need to go ahead and let you know that there's gonna be some some heartache there. Oh there's and gonna that, be some some rough yeah, stuff. The DMs and the mentions could yeah. We're yep. gonna uh, we'll we'll figure that out when we get there. Uh, anything All else, right. man? Man, I think I think that was it. I think that was talking BS, and uh, we'll see you next week. Talking BS. See you guys.